Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Otter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. GBR, Go Big Red Indeed, No Block, No Rock, Season 2, Episode 43, coming at you live once again from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room in La Vista, Nebraska. You guys, let's talk about what we're drinking here real quick. Mike, what you got in your cup there? Well, I started the day with the pod seltzer. They brought that back. So um, if you're local here in the Omaha area or just Nebraska in general and you want to make a trip to the tap room, Come try yourself a pod seltzer. It's called the Pog, but I call it the Pod Seltzer because it's my favorite seltzer and I'm on a pod. So, But right now, I'm currently drinking the Shake and Bake IPA, very smooth IPA. I call it the Training Bra IPA for those of you who don't drink IPAs. Mm-hmm. It's the only IPA that I've ever liked until I drank the Shake and Bake IPA. And then now I've shifted into the push-up bra ipa which is the cozy ipa so i'm like i'm confused are we in like the coles bra section or are we on a podcast yeah we're, we're on actually at both because it's like the way that my brain works it's like okay i don't drink ipas i don't like it i don't like it and then i drink one i'm like holy fuck this is really good but i can't like it so i need to have some sort of reference to tell me that i'm i'm growing in the beer industry so yeah i'm growing Apparently, my tits are too. <laughs> so, that's what I'm drinking. Shake and bake IPA. I, was, I didn't want to say, but looking across the table. Damn. Come on. You got to... Come on. More seltzers, less freaking ales. Pod seltzer, baby. Less box. <laughs> yeah, Planet Fitness is what? five ninety nine a month? <laughs> Ten bucks. With inflation and all, you know. And you get pizza, so... This doesn't sound like Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. That looks pretty. Is that? That's not water, is it? Nope, not water. It is the Pog seltzer that that Mike just went on and on about. Uh, it's good stuff. I mean, okay. I started off with what you're about to talk about, Jared. But yeah, the the Pog sets the Pog seltzer is. Uh, yeah, it's just it's hotter than shit outside. So it's like you know you got to get some clear stuff in you and might as well make it some sort of alcoholic drink. And it's, this is the one. It's kind of like a detox, right? Yeah, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Whenever you drink something clear, it's like. Less guilt. Yeah, like I'm doing the right thing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That does look like water. <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced. It's good for you. It looks like what, you know, people chug at 3 a.m. Well, hey, you can oh, think man. you can think After whatever you want. a long night. Yeah, you can think whatever you want, but this shit is delicious. Yeah. Pod no. seltzer, baby. I don't doubt it High at all. High quality H2O. <laughs> Freaking A. All right. Well, Kyle, you kind of alluded to it. I am drinking the Ale Storm. Now, if you go to an Omaha Storm Chasers game, you can get this canned. Um, It's kind of got that light kind of blonde flavor to it nothing too heavy i have to recover myself because this weekend was pretty rough for me oh yeah and you were drinking at a pool that this guy happens to live at yeah (laughs) whoa you were there too yes he was i was there you stayed silent i wonder i was not he should (laughs) have i should have stayed silent (laughs) i was there i was i was there Okay. His body physically. Was, his body was, I was there. going to say, can anybody prove that? Well, I can. Yeah. Okay. He said yeah, anything that he said or did should not go in the pod. <laughs> so I will not repeat anything that said or was done. So. Mike, Mike comes up to me and he said, Do you even remember what you said to me? I go, dude, no. 
Let me text my I, girlfriend really fast. <laughs> he wasn't there that day. It's the day after. So okay. And, and, and Did Mike, you say he or she? He, Jared was not there. That oh, day. okay. Your girlfriend wasn't there either. Okay. So. No, she would be embarrassed to be around. She would have left right away. Mike <laughs> said. Mike apparently, I went up to Mike, and I said, "Please don't put any of this on our on our what I don't even on know our like pod. our TikTok." Or, You're like, "Don't put it don't. on the pod." Was I? Did crying? you cry? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you whined. Did I whine? Yeah. I mean, you're damn. Hey, you're I, doing I, some things in the hot tub. That's all I got to say. Hey, I won't judge you if you cried. <laughs> I was in the pool so I could just wipe away the tears. And, and then you got slapped in the face. And I got slapped in the face by a <laughs> crazy. Is it okay to say MILF? Can I say MILF on this podcast? Yeah. She was a crazy fucking MILF. Are you Zach Wilson or who are you? <laughs> yeah. Hey, sticking with recent am, events, right? <laughs> I am a less athletic, more red Zach Wilson. Wow, that's me. Much older, more pale. I, too. I did see a tweet from my so it's a it's a buddy of mine's account, but he said um, it's like the first time Zach Wilson and the Jets have scored over forty <laughs> and since twenty eighteen. And I thought that was the most underrated tweet oh of the day yesterday. Corked okay. bats, look them up. <laughs> Sammy Sosa, corked bats. It was awesome. I read that today and I thought, wow, oh, I wish my brain worked like his. I love the internet. Well, okay, so. A lot of our listeners out there, they might hear this voice and they're like, who the hell is this guy? He just comes in and he's, he just rams us. <laughs> Unless you're a UNO Mavericks fan that loves Baxter Arena. Then right. you know this voice very make, well. Make some noise. Is that how you say it? How do you say it? <laughs> do you want me to like give my intro? Yes, or? give it to us. Yeah, come on, give it to us. Wait, wait, we should so introduce say, him first. Okay. We have here Andrew Rogers. Now, I don't know your exact title at Herd at Media, but you're the sports director of kind of a new uh, a new wave, wave, a new wing or a new wave, a new want? wave to okay. promote sports okay. for. And I, I don't want to exclude anybody, but we are trying to hit like the 18 to 50 year old. I fit in that bracket. Yes. Score. Yeah, the, that type of demographic. That's who we're that's who we're leaning toward now. I don't want to, like I said, exclude anybody because we are going to hit on a lot of things, but we are just trying to present sports in a different way, in a more fun way, and try not to get so caught up in the win or loss side of things, but to attract people from all over. Just good content. Okay. Yeah. You know, just, I don't want to present, I don't want to say that we are presenting content like Barstool Sports, but if I had to make any comparison, it would be that without the vulgarness. Okay. okay. Yeah. So just a fun way to present sports, a new wave in Omaha, especially we want to, we want to hit on those national topics, but only 15% of the time we really okay. want to stick with Nebraska, UNO and Creighton and really get people to buy into those programs. So, and, and right. we want to be looked at locally more than nationally. As of right now, we want to expand, but we want to be for our people here first. But no, Herd at Sports is, is a really cool thing. We just got uh, finished up with the CWS. We launched mid-June, and uh, we haven't run the numbers just yet, but uh, just based off Twitter, we started with obviously nothing and got up to about 238 in a week. Um, I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. I, I really don't feel like I'm great at social media. So yeah. uh, outside of that, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's hard to know since you're new. It's like, what is good? What is bad? No, we're we, freaking awesome. We, is what we, we are, are freaking awesome. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, promote even, yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> well, you know, even with us. Follow us at Hurt at Sports, please. H-U-R-R-D-H. Following it right now. Everybody go follow it. I, I've already been But anyway, it, you wanted so. to make some noise, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. Before a game, I would like do my normal intro, and my opening line would be, and I got to get into my broadcaster's we'll, voice we can, now. We'll wait. What are you doing behind the mic then if you're not in your broadcaster voice? Well, it's different for an MC. So you have to be like overly uncomfortable to be an MC. Okay. You have to be the most uncomfortable person in the room to be a good MC. That's what I tell people all the time. Hmm. I said, if you can't do that, then you won't portray yourself to other people in the way that uh, is really genuine. So I, I would walk, <laughs> I used to do this exercise when I worked in TV and it would be the vowels and that's how I would stretch my jaw out. Avoid the comment over there, Mike. And <laughs> just here, you were the only can, one. Can you give us an example? <laughs> so I would do the vowels and obviously nobody can see me right now, but I would just go I like A-E-I-O-U and you would like stretch out the jaw, right? Right. So I would do that uh, in the tunnel before my hit. And I'd go out there, and there was one time I was walking out there, and I was pointing at Nick Hanley because we have a good relationship. And I pointed at him, and then I, I even commented before I walked out there. I said, man, the ice looks slick tonight. <laughs> Those are words that came out of your mouth? Those are the exact words. <laughs> I said that to my videographer. I said, man, it looks slippery tonight. Huh. And I walked out on the ice three steps later, just ate it. Just Were at, you drinking? No, no, absolutely not. I do not drink when I'm on the job. I do not count this as being on the job. You're not on the job. We're not paying you. So correct. Yeah. I do yeah, not let's drink make that very job. clear. <laughs> but I do. Go, I do go out there, and I want to be a party. So um, I'm you know, like finger point there and finger gun there, and you know, like, yeah, a little wink maybe, you know, like hyping up the kids, hyping up the students. Like that's what we like to do. Walked out, slipped, and reacted, and I was just like, I stood up. Thank goodness there were only like so maybe 10,000 people were in the building 5,000 were probably looking at me at the time right and I didn't see any tweets about it so I said that's a win yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right that's a win is that because yeah. you aren't good at social media <laughs> no that's because other people aren't good at social media. <laughs> I was gonna media. say maybe you're just bad at it and you didn't look in the right places that's a possibility no, no? I feel like I would have right. been tagged yeah oh, everybody yeah. knew me by this point hashtag but anyway I, I would go all right so I'd like Nick Hanley would be like, now let's send it down to Andrew Rogers on the ice. That was my best Nick Hanley impression. Then I'd say, Maverick fans, who's ready to make some noise tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Get them going. <laughs> wow. But you got to get that old, like, you know, 70s, 80s radio voice in you. That's, wow, we are presenting information this way. And uh, I'm looking for a sound effect. Can you give me a clap, please? All right. <laughs> Works so on that's me. what I do. And then, so, uh, you know, we would play a game. Say we were, we were doing two truths and a lie. And uh, they would say, like, you know, I choose the middle one. And I'm like, they chose the top one. How about that? <laughs> Big <Wow>. winner. <laughs> You know, I was part of the team that edited every video, and I'm like, come on. Some of those were difficult, though, because uh, there was one guy, I, Cam Berg, I believe, said loved pizza rolls. And, you know, that could be give or take. You know, maybe he was a Bagel Bites guy. Who knows? Right. But they gave, like, you know, three options, and he said, I love pizza rolls. And I think, I think somebody got it wrong. And I'm just like, hey, the big winner. <laughs> the big winner. That like was you're wrong. taking home a T-shirt or a hat or whatever it was. And I said, you know, give the man a hand. Make some noise. <laughs> Holy crap. That is 
I feel like I'm at a Maverick hockey game right now. <laughs> I yeah. know. And you know what? You guys react like 99% of the population. And then there's that 1% that do not like me. And that's okay. Because, you know, you can't be liked by everybody. Uh, and I embrace that. How do they make their dislike of you known? Do they boo you? No. So they post it on Twitter. <laughs> so, so you do know how to use it. So there was at one point uh, somebody in the stands... Um, you know, I'd screw it. Somebody in the Red Army said, uh, <laughs> go back to Sioux City because that's where I was in TV. Dang. And I heard it. And at one point, he started making fun of me because, you know, maybe what Mike said was true. Maybe I was, you know, tipsy on the job. No, I wasn't. I, I just care <laughs> about that. But I was like, you know, I think I'm in 114. No, I think it's, is there, are we in 109? And I'm on the mic, like trying to figure out what section I'm in because I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And he had tweeted out like, oh, leave it to Andrew Rogers to not know where he's at. And I, wow. then I tried to make a joke out of it. And I was like, you know, instead of saying I'm at Baxter Arena for everything, I should say like, you know, from the cinema in Exarman Village, we are coming at you live from this game. And you know, you, you gotta embrace that stuff. I didn't end up doing that because I took the high road. That's what you should do. You're working. You're, I you're on the working. job. I was. I was. I you was don't have working. to take the high road here, though. So it's, you're, no. you're good. <laughs> you know what? But I'm, that's, that, that was just how I like to portray myself at those events. You know, you, yeah. have to, you have to high five a lot of people. And if you hype other people up, they'll be hyped, too. Yeah. No matter how the Mavericks are doing. Yeah. If they're winning, even better. I mean, it's like it's like a dance floor, right? Like the first person has to get out there and just make a fool of themselves and everybody right. else follows. It right. makes everyone yeah. else you know loosen what? up. Yeah. I always like to tell myself that if you can be the life of the party and not be drinking, you're doing you're doing everything right in life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That means you're very extroverted and, right. and you're good with it. <laughs> right. And, you know, I have a good tandem. My, my girlfriend uh, is also the same way. So we kind of like... If, if you like built a campfire, she's the lighter fluid on the fire. Like, you know, we would just go nuts. Yeah, fire so are you, the, are you the wood? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't answer that question. So Sorry. does she bring the... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Wait, I think, I, I don't think he was... Is it cedar or oak? Yeah. <laughs> Pine. <laughs> He knows his wood. <laughs> he is the like, starter log. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the starter log. <laughs> you may not get very far. Well, and, and like you say that being an MC, you, you have to be larger than life, right? And you, right. Go to, you go to a Storm Chasers game, and sometimes if you're a fan and you look at the people there, and it's like, oh, my God, this person's obnoxious. There's 300 people here. <laughs> yeah, and this person's just going nuts. And But that's the thing. You got to get all those people engaged, and you have to – I'm not saying it's an acting job because you probably I was love a it, thespian in high school, just so everybody knows. You were what? A thespian. thespian, a theater. A man of the arts. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the definition. <laughs> I, work, I work at a high school, so I know about that. Yeah, so. that's good. I know I know a lot of kids He's like the you. director. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. I don't know the first thing about that stuff. So No, that's your job. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I was, and I was in the sound of music. Okay. okay. I was I was Rolf. People hated me. Leave it to that. Hey, I mean, you know, so it's like today. You know, I'm a forensics man myself. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I dabbled I in the arts a little bit. Are you Dexter? <laughs> you're an artsy guy growing up. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Dexter. This guy's like Dexter. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why is it red? Why is there <laughs> specks of red? Why are there specks of red on that clear shower curtain? Interesting. What are you using that for? Uh, well, look. I mean, if you want to stick around and Let's talk about, you know, Husker football, but so 
I may have to tap in Connor at some point, though. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's we'll do it on our break. So the first thing that we want to talk about, and this thing has um, been newly created. You know, we're recording on this Monday, July 11th. It's been announced that there will be a what's called a Big Red Fan Club. It's going to be an NIL deal. Right? Oh, yeah. Where it's going to be a limit of 5,000 fans, and they can buy a fan pass. So this would give them entry into events with players. This could in- involve meet and greets, autograph signings, tailgates. You have access to like this online community. Don't really know what that means. There, There's message boards. The Facebook so, of, of NIL, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, you, you, I guess you get to interact with players. You get updates about upcoming games and practices, apparently. If you're... Okay, let me just pose this question to you guys. If you're a player... Do you want to do this? My, my Depends qu- how much you're getting made, paid. Right? Yeah, it's all about much, the money, right? How, mu- how much you're getting paid, but like, where do you find the time to like go to all of this stuff? Like, if if you're if I'm signing up, I'm expecting like there's going to be a lot of talking back and forth, or there's going to be a lot of events, or there's going to be a lot of things that I'm, you know, I'm paying for. Birthday, you're going to birthday parties. You're going to like office gatherings. Yeah, Garrett Nelson walks into a wedding because he's just there because <laughs> somebody paid him to be there. Like, I don't. Yeah. Know, where do you find the time for all that stuff? So, like, my question is, is this going to be player-driven where they can kind of set up their own things? Or is this going to be a university thing where they say, okay, you're going to this thing? I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if they could do that. I think it would be more of like a cameo thing. You know how, like, the celebrities are doing it where it's like you're paying for a message or you're paying for this or that. Like, that's how I would set it up if I were running that kind of thing. But obviously I'm not. Yeah. So, but that's how I would envision that kind of working is like a cameo thing where you can kind of book appointments and work with the person individually. But well, it's like, yeah, I mean, like if I'm if I'm investing money, right? I don't want to invest money and get the third string right tackle, you know? Like I want Oshan. Yeah, like I, I want like a guy that's going to be playing. So yeah, if if I'm if I'm gonna invest my money as a booster or someone who wants to donate to NIL to help the university, mm-hmm. that won't be me. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to be doing that, it's got to be with the faces of the program. So back to Kyle. So yeah, maybe it's like yeah. a cameo, like certain players get certain numbers. I don't know. And it's, are you going to have security with you? Like, what's this going to be like? Because you're going to get your weird fan. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Little stalker fan who might shank someone if... Especially after what a are loss, we in prison? Or, like, what are you talking you're about? You're talking about Nebraska football, man. Yeah, yeah you're talking about Nebraska what's, fans, brother. What's the difference, honestly? Has anybody ever really been shanked? Oh, well, this well, is the there's, first there's, we're seeing it. We've also never had this big red fan club yet. The opportunity <laughs> you know to I mean? get that close to my p- favorite player, right? <laughs> I'm gonna pay. Well, we don't know. Is it gonna be like 300 bucks? It's a limit of 5,000. Right. It's probably gonna be 250, 300 bucks. So, like, what fan? What diehard fan wants to do this, right? And it's, they're going to, like you said, they're going to have that investment. They're going to want someone that is notable, right? And I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of concerned about what could happen with this. Of course, I'm just thinking about the negatives. There's going to be plenty of positives, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking of all the, bad scenarios i'm sure everything's going to go okay yeah <laughs> i mean I'm, i reassure you yeah i swear you're gonna be one of those freaking it's gonna be fine it'll Oshan. be fine <laughs> i don't know I, th- I think a lot of those play if, if i were a player 
yeah. I would embrace those moments to get to know a lot of Nebraska fans. And, you know, whether I'm a, as big of a name as Casey Thompson or if I'm last on the depth chart, like I, I yeah. think that's a very cool opportunity to not only get my name out there, get the program's name out there and kind of incorporate the two and be like, wow, you know, outside of the fact that I'm paying for Nebraska football, I got to know, you know, th this guy when I, when, I, when I went to go um, to this event or, right. you know, and you have a story to tell now and now mm -hmm. it becomes a bigger thing than just football. And you hear all the time, what do we hear all the time? When a player comes on a visit, they talk about the fans, right? They talk yep. about how dedicated we are, how diehard we are, how passionate we are. They're also saying that without actually having to meet them one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> but, but no, you're right. It's, it's an excellent opportunity to make connections. And look, if we're being honest, Nebraska football is in, a, is in a position right now where younger fans in the state aren't as invested as they used to be. These kids, are they like Oklahoma, right? Of course, they like Bama. They win games, right? And so if you can build that, just like they did with um, giving the tickets out to the kid, the disadvantaged kids, yeah, yeah. to help the sellout streak go on. Yep. It's an excellent opportunity to gain those connections and help kids be invested in Nebraska football again. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Next thing we should talk about is this commitment we just got. Ashley Williams, he lists himself as six foot six. However, <laughs> is this a high school? <laughs> He's actually six four. <laughs> well, no, and that's the thing. Uh, on every site that I've looked at, he is six foot four. That's fine. That's fine. He's out of Louisiana. He's an edge rusher. And he is the second edge rusher that Nebraska has gotten a commitment from besides Mav Noonan. Now, it's encouraging to me that Nebraska, they've seen this as a weakness on their roster and they are doing all that they can to shore up that position. And so my question is, are they going to take a third one because they have another one that's a target? And his name is Cameron Linhart. So my question is, you know, do they go to Mav Noonan? Do they go to Ashley Williams and say, hey, just so you know, we're going to take another one. And if what if they have a problem with it? Right. Uh-oh. Well, okay. And this is this is how recruiting works, right? Is And this is something that I saw from his statement when he officially made his commitment. He's like, you know, they really wanted me. And I felt like I was really a priority and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's what they tell all of them, right? Yeah. So in three yeah. years, is this why we're seeing the transfer portal so bad? Like, I don't, like, obviously, if you don't show that you're interested and you don't want, you know, if, if you're not showing that you really, really want a player, right? are they even going to come here in the first place? But then in two years, three years, if they get passed up in the depth chart or whatever, they leave because they're like, well, you said you wanted me so bad and you said you, I was such a priority and all this other stuff, but I'm not playing. And this is just a small note, obviously. Like, this is just kind of like nitpicking little things, but it's just something that like came to my mind like when I saw his statement when he committed. And then you tie that in with like other players who are like, well, I was a priority six months ago, mm -hmm. and now he's saying that he is the priority, and now I'm not playing, and he is, or he is, and I'm not. Like, yeah. I, well, no, yeah, you're right. It's, it's that fickle nature of recruiting where when you're a coach, and we had, we had Mitch Sherman on last week, and he said the thing about Mickey Joseph – who has been targeting Louisiana, where Ashley Williams is from, and Mickey Joseph is real. He doesn't, he does not beat around the bush. He's going to give it to you straight. And so it is interesting to hear that we want Ashley Williams, 
now to what extent is he going to say you're to, you're my number one guy when you probably were just telling that to the Maverick Noonan six months ago or you know whenever he got recruited right. like and and that's the thing about this position in particular right they want to take two edge rushers but they have Cameron Lenhard who you know if you look at the recruiting rankings he's above Mav Noonan mm-hmm. but Mav Noonan's the legacy guy yep do you want to piss off Danny Noonan? Like that's a delicate. I think that's a delicate situation that we might. I know. I know you're kind of doing this head nod, okay. but I don't know yet. But it, like, here's the thing: Nebraska's in a spot right now. Scott Frost is 15 and 29. I know we have to yes. say that at least once an episode. Oh, yeah. But it, Scott Frost is 15 and 29. Why are you in a position to turn down talent? Like you're not at a position. You need to win games. And I don't give a shit if your name is Maverick Noonan or Ashley, whatever your fucking name is. I, I just don't care. Like, right. you need to get us in a position to win games. And if you're Ohio State, you're Alabama, you're Clemson, you think they're like, oh, we have a local guy here from uh, from Columbus, Ohio, and he's a t- he's a two star athlete who should be playing over a guy that we got from the south. How did get the fuck out? That, did you get a lisp? <laughs> you just you started off totally strong, and then all wow. of a sudden you just went to the lisp. I broke like... character, <laughs> but it's like it's like seriously though. You do you think that the winning programs are going to turn down talent if he wants to come here? Like if those players want to come to the University of Nebraska, yeah. who are you to say no? I mean, we take seventy thousand fucking wide receivers, and you're worried about three edge rushers. We haven't had a pass rush since Randy Gregory. He's like, I'm okay Seriously. with three pass rushers. Yeah. Because odds are they're probably not going to be here long term anyways. And if they are, sweet, good for us, right? Yeah. I, I love how Nebraska's been fifteen and twenty nine, and yet here we are and we're being picky about any kind of talent about that we feelings, can get here. About the feelings oh, of I, I hope that, I don't piss off no. Danny. Yeah. Dan- Fucking grease lightning over here. <laughs> oh Danny. <laughs> wow. Danny Noonan is a Faithful listener to the No Block and Rock podcast. I doubt it. But not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, yeah, you're right. Accumulate talent as much as possible. Yeah. And, you know, just of note, um, with that commitment, according to On3 consensus, uh, Nebraska 25th now, Rivals 27th, 24-7, 29th. So not ideal. Right. But considering you have you were 3-9 last year, it's impressive that you are getting these guys to commit. Yeah. yeah. Don't so be picky. That, that, that's yeah. all I have to accumulate, come down to. Accumulate yes. talent. Yes. That's goal number one, right? And guess what? If you can, if you're a freak athlete at the edge, maybe you're the next JoJo. Maybe you can play out in space. Like they'll find a spot for you. If you really want to be here and you are as athletic as scouted, they'll find a spot for you on the field. Like, yeah. Scott Frost, once again, we've talked about this a hundred times. It's not a talent thing. It's a retention and development thing. Mm-hmm. So get the talent here. And then the rest will work itself out. And we just want to say, hey, thanks, Andrew, for kind of sitting in. And we're going to tag team you out with Connor. Yeah, you guys okay. need to get somebody else. You on. got. I mean, hey, look, you got a dinner to get to. Look, you're, you know, your girlfriend's cooking a rotisserie chicken. Like, we, we no, ain't got time I, to yeah. sit Dude, here and take up all your night. No, I appreciate that, guys. I, and, you know, thanks for letting me come on. I love the relationship that we have started. Yeah. Um, don't let my girlfriend know that. And um, <laughs> hopefully it can grow from here. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, man. Just don't let her be the. Don't let her get in between us, okay? Yeah, yeah. We want to thank Andrew Rogers of Herdat Media once again for coming on the No Block No Rock podcast, guys. He absolutely he's brutal at social media. He said those are his words, not his us. words, his, yeah. words. his no. words. But please go follow him at Andrew Rogers TV on Twitter. 
I'm sure he would appreciate that very much. Okay, guys, let's let's talk a little more about NIL. And a rather curious thing that we can talk about is on a certain recruiting website, they are keeping track of the NIL um, value, I guess we could say, of each player. Yeah. And of course, we ask ourselves, we see this list of players and we ask ourselves, how the hell are they coming up with these numbers? How are they coming up with these rankings? What do they know that we don't? That's probably a lot, right? We, we can probably way more. That. Than I us. Think that's a fair thing to <laughs> yeah. say. I think that's fair. So on this website, you know, there Casey Thompson's number one. Obviously, he's he's going to be the face of this thing in 22. Presumably. You know, Ch- Chuba, who's not only sneaking up on him on the depth chart, but he's also sneaking up on him on this list. <laughs> yeah, he only has to <laughs> times four and then he'll be there. <laughs> yeah, he's closing in. So, yeah, okay. So you got Casey at number one, right? And... It keeps track of his followers on the IG, which gets people in trouble, Zach. And uh, Twitter, so it got, has their followers. And then it also says NIL valuation, and he's at 221000 So there's his six figures yep. that he likes to tout you know, in interviews with Barstool, right? So let's just get our general reaction to this because we go from – let's just say two years ago where a player making money was so taboo and it was so looked down upon. And now it's on a website telling us exactly how much they're making and how much they're worth. Like what's our general reaction to that? Well, my first thought on it is like, okay, so how much money are they worth? Right? Like, so you're saying that Casey Thompson is worth Mm $221,000. Is that just at Nebraska? Is that at Texas? Where is that at? Is that the base? Like, is that was that where it starts? And then businesses have to negotiate from there? Or is this all of them combined? Like, I just want to know where these numbers come from. Like I said, you you have Casey Thompson at $221,000, right? Yeah. Okay, obviously, he's going to have the most followers because he played at two major universities. He played at Texas, and now he's playing at Nebraska. Two giant brands. And... If I'm somebody local and I'm like, oh, yeah, you have 139,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, but most of those people live in Texas or most of those people live in Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. You know, it's like his dad played there. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, all that. Yeah. So it's like, how am I investing my money? And, and is it going to be a national brand? Is it going to be something that's going to be touched by multiple states? I have no idea. But it, that to me, it just it scratches my head because it's like, okay, if any of these new recruits come in and they have, you know, an NIL value of... $13,000 or something or $100,000, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't there always going to be someone, if you know their value, that can bid higher? And how accurate are these? So I think to your point about Casey playing at two major universities, I think that is a, a big increase in his value because we talked about these national brands are going to see a larger reach going with a guy who's got a following in multiple different states like Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska. And so that is with not only a larger following, a larger reach, but it's more people listening to them. So you're going to draw those bigger brands. And if you're a local player, if you're a walk-on, et cetera, you're going to get local brands, which are going to have smaller deals just because they have smaller checkbooks. So I, I think that's really where you're going to see the larger value increases are from players like Casey Thompson. So Casey Thompson is listed as number one. Yeah. And it says he's worth 221,000 mm. and he's got 139,000 followers. Okay. On Insta and Twitter combined. Yes. 
So the next one on the list is Omarion Miller. <laughs> yeah. And all he has is, and I say all he has all as he if has. it's like not, you know. <laughs> but uh, he has 10,000 followers and he's worth $100,000 less. So you're telling me, if we're looking just at like followers and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. you're telling me that 120,000 followers is worth $100,000 more. I, I don't. I just don't understand the math. I just want somebody to explain uh, it to again, me. Again, I think the point here is that we talked about Casey Thompson as the face of the program right now, for now. Yeah. And I think being that guy is just innately more valuable. Whether it's you know deserved or not, it's the value is there. And okay, but so, I mean, is it it's it's only a hundred thousand? Like I I don't know. Like I just. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me if, if the majority of this Dude. metric is like followers and the impressions and stuff like that. Like this dude's got 120,000 more followers than Omarion Miller and he's worth less. Dude, like, don't you don't you get this? No, I don't. Kyle. <laughs> I'm, Connor, explain money, it. Mike. Money is fake. You guys, look at this. Okay, this list, right? Nine out of the 10 have not taken one snap for Nebraska. That is nine out, of, nine out of ten. That's nine out of ten have yeah. never worn the scarlet and white. And I say white because they don't wear cream anymore. The only player that's ever seen a Nebraska uniform, much less wore one, Luke is Logan, Sm- Logan Smothers. He's in the and top he's, ten? He's what's number he nine. He's, he's number, number nine. nine. What's, his, what's his value? 44,000. But guys, Tyreek Johnson is tenth. Who? He's the Ohio State transfer that everybody was creaming over last year. Yeah. You guys, the main point to this is nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Okay. Hype, hype sells. Seriously. Why is Omarion Miller, who is literally a – he was a junior in high school a month ago. He's number two on, on this list. Yeah. So, and nobody knows what's going on, okay? Please don't I, don't. I don't need to hear. I don't need anybody to respond to us saying, oh, this is what's going on. You see? You don't know shit. Shut up, loser. You yeah. are. I need Jared Lambrecht. Give me Jared Lambrecht on the phone, on the pod now. Yeah. Help us out. Help us understand this shit because nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. DeColdest Crawford has 50,000 yeah. more followers than Omari and Miller, hey, how but many, apparently he's worth less. He's worth $50,000 less. How, I just don't hey, understand. How many you, snaps does DeColdest have? Zero. Zero. You get me an all-American kicker, <laughs> and Nebraska Brewing Company is willing to make an NIL deal. Give get me, me Bleak an Road. Kicker. Give me Bleak Road. Where's Bleak Road? Where's Bushini? Where's Boomshini? Right. Nowhere. <laughs> Nobody knows what the fuck's going on. Why are we acting? Why? So, do you think that these numbers are the recruiting analysts talking with the actual recruits, and they're throwing out numbers, and they're like, "Okay, we can put it in the database now." <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't know. Yes, money is fake. You just put it in a computer and it just works out. So, on that inflation is not real. Jared, on that list of top 10, how many of them are like not skill positions? Not skill positions. Okay. Not. I mean, are, are we really are we valuing skill positions over our linemen, which obviously in Nebraska we desperately yeah, need? Yeah, listen, there's not one lineman. There's not one. Okay. I just dove into the top 10 NIL players that aren't at Nebraska? Top 10 total. Oh, Jesus. In, in Do you want to hear the numbers? I already know it's going to be Bryce, okay, number one, that, right? That $9 no. million dollar deal is bullshit. I feel like everybody knows that at this point, right? No. The number one NIL okay. athlete in general is Bronny James. Bronny, Bronny, that's right. $6.4 million. That's his NIL value. Yeah. Uh, number two, my boy, 
Arch Manning Bust. sliding in at three point four million dollars. Bust. Silly. Hasn't played a snap yet. Silly. Also, Bronny James hasn't played on a court yet. But, uh, again, I think with those two players right there, you're not necessarily paying for the athletic skill. You're paying for the brand. The name. That is brand. a brand. The yeah, both those it's guys literally are. James and Manning. Okay, yeah, you're but number three, someone they have someone else's legacy to back yeah. them up. Number three. A guy who's actually proven on a college football field at Bryce Young at $3.1 million of NIL brand. Yeah, and um, Jordan Addison, right? What was his supposed to be? Three? Whoa. Like he was like $3 million was promised to him. Yeah, and now he's going. We, yeah. he's, he, now there's some controversy with that. Uh, rumors that USC might be defaulting. Well, not USC, their NIL collective. Yep. Uh, might be defaulting on payments again. Still rumors as of this moment. Rumors substantiated. But yeah. if if uh, this source has anything to say about it, yeah. Jordan Addison, his nil value is only eight hundred and ninety three thousand dollars. Only, only, only. Right. So to to stay with Addison, uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier off the air. If we get to this moment where if these rumors are substantiated that you know nil collectives are not following through with their payments, what? recourse does the athlete have if any i mean you're obviously signing into contracts but like i'm sure you know these 18 19 year olds that are signing these contracts aren't you know exactly lawyers uh well, are, are they being walked into areas that you know maybe could be disadvantageous to the athlete or athletes to you know sign on because i see a big number yeah I, I, don't, I don't i just don't know what you can do if this is new nobody really th knows this yet. is part of the whole argument that a lot of people had against this whole thing was what is happening here <laughs> and yeah. if someone screws someone else over yeah you can throw a bunch of lawyers at it and i'm sure they would read the fine print if there's even fine print to read it's nobody knows what's going on well I, and back to your jared lambrick name drop that you you gave maybe these these businesses that are specialized in nil like open doors and couple of those other ones, maybe they have people to protect the student athlete, that, to help them negotiate those deals and to help them when they are getting screwed over by a major corporation or a major business like a University of Southern California. Here, here's a question I want to pose to you guys. Let's say Nebraska, by the grace of the Lord, <laughs> wins... Let's say let's say they win the Big Ten this year, okay? Let's just say, so it's a fairy tale. Hell, oh, it's guaranteed. Hell is frozen, and Nebraska wins the Big Ten. Frosted, it's frosted over. <laughs> so Casey Thompson's at two hundred twenty-one thousand. Does he even come close to the one million mark? Because I look at that Bryce Young, and what was it? It was like, and again, I think some of these numbers are just kind of cajoled. Three point one. Okay, <laughs> so I see three point one, and then I see. 221,000. That's a big difference. Big gap. So is ne is Nebraska even on that level of Alabama? Because we hear Nebraska is NIL prime, right? But I see that big difference, and I'm like, that's not even close to the big boys, honestly. So that that makes me wonder, is the, is the wealth at Nebraska being spread about the team? And is the, is the wealth at Alabama being spread to the quarterback? I think this goes back to what Connor said. Bryce Young is a national brand. He is probably a worldwide brand. There is companies in other countries that want to invest their money in Bryce Young. Where Casey Thompson, who was on a losing Texas team, is now going to a losing Nebraska team, horns down. 
that's where I think the difference is, is you're, you're talking about a guy who's going to be on a national level or a worldwide level to a guy who's going to be only famous in Nebraska. Well, and I think and I, uh, we had an interview about this recently where we talked about NIL and, you know, does success breed money or does money breed success? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a prime example of, you know, success breeds the money. I agree. Yeah. Yep. If you're at a successful program, you are going to be worth more money because more people are going to be watching you. You're going to be more visible. And that makes your NIL, NIL deals more valuable. Now, that, that's just yeah. how it's going to go. Now, Mike, I, I need you to be careful with that argument because okay. you're saying that Bryce Young's a worldwide name. And yes, of course, that's attributed to the U.S. Just how, how dominant Alabama is. Well, and he right? won a Heisman. I mean, and, he's the best player in college football. Yeah, there's no doubt. But you're, from what I gather, from what you're saying, I don't think Nebraska's ever going to be on that level again. I'm just I, that's just me personally. Not at all. I know, it's it's real. Real feelings hurt. Sorry. <laughs> no, but like it kind of flies in the face of Nebraska's the top NIL school because you just said he's only going to be popular in the state of Nebraska. Well, like how can we expand that footprint if they're not going to win? national titles like that back to your statement who are the top nine out of ten guys on nebraska's board right now how many games have they played negative three there you go so these guys are making close to a hundred or over a hundred thousand dollars without playing a snap bryce young was the best player in college football and made three million dollars and why supposedly on this site in NIL. Yeah, and why is he not number one if he's the best player in college well, football? He, they had all sports. That that was the weird thing is like, okay, this this database on this site has all the sports combined. So you got you got guys that have famous fathers and you know, they don't have their own brand, but they're living off of other brands and God knows they don't need the money, but they're going to get it. Well, and let's not get it mistaken that Bronny James is also an incredible athlete, but again, like you're saying there, the talent is almost secondary at that point. Yeah, well, because everybody knows that if you get Bronny James on your at your university, you also get everything that follows that, which is LeBron coming there <laughs> and all the ESPN bullshit Jersey and all, everything sales. else. Everything, yes, yeah. you're getting all of that. So, yeah, I understand where you're investing your money because you're gonna get you're gonna get return and then some. It's a smart investment. Yes. Nebraska Brewing Company, Bronny James. I, I'm working on it. <laughs> Bronny, answer my DMs. Arch Manning, There's come on. There's been 87 of them. Please answer. Hey, Arch can have my endorsement when he comes to Nebraska to play wide receiver. Deal. <laughs> okay, Luke McCaffrey. Um, hey, Rice is going to be a powerhouse. They always have been. <laughs> so the last topic that we will touch on tonight is the Matt Masker interview that he gave where he kind of confirmed – what Mitch Sherman told us last week was that Scott Frost has definitely taken a step back and that it's been hard for Scott Frost to take a step back. And it was agreed that when he brought Whipple on that, okay, you're, this is your show. You're going to command it. You're running it. And this is some other things that he said was the, the quarterback play will be different. The passing game is completely different. They're not taking a beating as much. The run game will change greatly, too. We're still trying to figure out a lot of things there. So when I just read that quote, and I'm overreacting, of course, because that's what we do. As we do. That sounds like year one stuff, not year five stuff. Yeah. I don't want to hear 
Everything's completely different. That scares me a little bit, this being a critical year. You do that in year one, not in year five. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you're not because year one, brand new coaching staff, all this other stuff's going on, right? You have to get your players in there. You have to instill your scheme and all that good stuff. Now you're working on what we what it sounds like the exact same thing with a brand new coaching staff with brand new players that have never played at Nebraska that are all trying to come together as one. And it's scary as shit. You have to be scared. Okay, so I'm going to be on the, the exact opposite side of this. Okay. Uh, because we've seen how Nebraska has done over the tenure of Scott Frost right now. Mm-hmm. Again, yes, you're right. It is scary. However, I think going to something that's new is, you know, it's somewhat of a silver lining for me. Because we saw what we were doing and we kept trying to do the same thing. And it wasn't working. And in fact, it was becoming more easily predictable. And we were just getting shut down. And yes, we can talk about, you know, how close we were in a lot of games last season. And that's great. But does that translate to wins? God, no. Mm. And so I think, you know, while, yes, it is scary, doing something new is, in my mind, somewhat of a positive at this moment. You're not totally wrong. Just a little wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Because, look. been worse. Because, you know, Trev Alberts comes in. And as soon as he comes in, Coaches are replaced. And so the message that that sends to me is Scott needed someone else to step in and demand that he make these changes. And part of me wants to give Coach Frost credit for that. But damn it, why did it take you four years to recognize that changes needed to be made? Now you're five, you, you've basically been on the job training for the past four years. That's what it, it's OJT. But now year five is year one. And so the past four years have just been a, oh, let's, you see that wall over there? Let's throw it and see if it sticks. That's kind of just what an experiment. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, it, it? Can a blue blood afford to experiment? I guess so if it's the native son, right? Yeah. Isn't it funny that the person who came out and said that Scott Frost, it, it's a, it was a big adjustment for him and all that, is the, fourth string quarterback walk on from Kearney, Nebraska. Like to me, like, I don't know if that says more or less, like, is it, is it more relevant or is it, is it more relevant because he's the one that's going to be doing all the hand signals on the sideline or is it less relevant because maybe Matt Masker just wants a, you know, a headline. And the answer I have for you is the guy that conducted that interview. I won't name names, but he's a well-known media guy around here. He said that he wanted Matt Masker's viewpoint in particular because he's been around Frost longer than anybody else. Okay. So that's why he was asked these questions and gave this interview. And yeah, it's you 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 read what he said and it's like, well, he's maybe a part of him is just trying to make conversation and and fill the dead space and maybe some words aren't exactly what he wants to say. But it's just we overreact and we need something to talk about. So yeah, it's year five is year one. Cool. Yeah. Too bad. No one's excited about it. (laughs) Well, no, listen, I'm excited because I am deathly curious. Well, and and deathly. And and it's exactly what we asked for last year after we concluded the season. We're sitting in Mike's basement in his brand new studio that we used two times. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. We 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 literally we said those the exact same thing that Mitch confirmed and 
Matt has confirmed now is that we wanted somebody to come in at offensive coordinator that wasn't going to take any bullshit that was going to come in and say, look, you brought me here for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my offense. I've got plenty of experience. It's an older guy. Like that's what we asked for. That is exactly what we asked for. So the fact that it's kind of all like falling in line with exactly what we asked for and what I would presume a lot of Nebraska fans asked for, it's all kind of happening and being confirmed prior to the season, which is um, 49 days away, yeah. by the way. We did, we, 47. 47, yeah. 47, no, oh God. We, but You're to, right. to your point, we have made our bet. We have got exactly what we asked for. We have made our bet. Now it is time to lie in it for better or for worse. Yep. We did ask for it, but after four years. But, was... but it, it's something that we asked for because it, we, we had to ask for it. That was like our last was, resort. There, yeah, yeah, there was no other option. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and... I mean, the one thing I was really asking for was an off or a special teams coordinator, and Trev probably forced his hand on that too. Like, if you're Scott Frost and you have your new boss telling you what to do, you are these uh, the offensive guru. That's what you you're well known for is your offensive play calling mm -hmm. and how close ding your offense and your team was last year. Because I mean, we put up numbers. But we didn't win games. Yeah. And then to, to, to like put yourself in Scott Frost's shoes. And it's like, I was that close, ding. But now I'm being told I have to give up the play calling to a veteran guy. I have to now put my tail between my legs and hire a special teams coordinator. Like, right. So these are like, all things that he should have figured out. But, right. Yeah. Or, well, and, and the thing is, is like, even like, I'm not knocking Scott Frost. Like, if if this was any of us, any of us in the in this situation, and you are really good at something, and somebody's like, "Hey, like, I know you think you're good at this, but I'm going to tell you to do it differently." Like, you're going to have a little like a little bit of pushback. Yeah, a little bit of pushback. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I feel like this whole thing with Matt Masker is like. It's it's a transition. Yes, it's going to be tough for an offensive guru to transition from not being able to call the offense at all. But what, what do you expect? So you know what I'll be looking for extra closely this year is how well managed are the football games coming up? How well managed is the time, right? And not, I mean the clock, clock management specifically. We are asking for Scott Frost to be the CEO slash you know, game manager now with less on his plate. So now he can focus on kind of the intangibles of everything where the past four years, that's exactly what this team has been terrible at. And so if they can make like a huge leap in like the game, the game management side and manage the clock and do all those things well, then we can probably say, dang, Scott is really good at managing a game. But if they suck ass again, I think that'll just confirm that Scott Frost is probably a glorified offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's a little in over his head. Yeah, I agree. That's Jared Hall talking. Not I'm yeah. And I know I'm just if they suck at game management again, it'll just confirm what I think already. And yeah, I'm a little biased, but I have four years of evidence to back me up. Well, and back to that, we talked about this <laughs> so, off air, but it's like back to that list and it's like the Let's rank the Big Ten football coaches, Oof. right? Yikes. And you have Scott Frost coming in at number 14. Out of how many? Out of 14. Oh. Okay. Ooh. To me, 
sitting in that stadium, you know, like you want to like you find a way that where you have advantages. And in the last four, now five years, I can't say that I've ever said, man, we have the coaching advantage from the guy across the sideline. Yeah. And you know that that speaks to that list. It's like, oh yeah, this whoever put this list together said that Scott Frost is 14 out of 14 for the head coaching ranking. And to me, that's just like, damn. I mean, and they're not wrong. I mean, it's 15 and 29. Yeah. So this is his make it or break it year. He's betting on himself. This is back to what you're saying of he's giving up the reins on the offense. He has to prove that he can manage a game and be a head coach, a CEO. I swear to God, if I see a freaking timeout after a kickoff, Get the fuck out of here. You're you're fine. You're done. Yes. I'll like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that's extreme. Get the fuck out. Or so, delay a game after, yeah, you know, yeah. like a punt or I, like a false start after a timeout. Like, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly what Mike just said, saying that, like, he this year he's got to be a CEO. I think Scott Frost's biggest fault over the last four years has been the fact that he has been an inch deep, a mile wide. He's had his hand in every jar possible. And now kind of bringing in these coordinators that are going to be able to help him do that. Again, I get it. It sucks that you you want to be involved in every part of this team. That's not what our head coach should be doing. He needs to just be running the show and making sure that the guys below him are doing their jobs properly. Delegate, Connor, delegate, I think delegate. This is exactly where I see the upside for Scott Frost because I think, think he can do it. But I, I think when he was just so invested in every part of the game that it it's just, just impossible for him to do all of it properly. Connor, I know that you sponsor our podcast and I love you for that. Oh, dunk on me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying Scott, you know, he has his hands in all these different jars and a lot to manage. We've talked about how he never had a hand in special teams. Nobody did. Nobody did, right? I mean, that that I, we shouldn't say that because there are guys on the staff who technically did it. Yeah, kind of, but it wasn't Scott. He has zilch to do with the defense. That's all chins. So, I mean, he had nothing to do with special teams, had nothing to do with defense. So I think saying that he had too much on his plate, that might be hyperbole a little bit because he didn't, he, there's how many phases to the game? Three. He had something to do with one. And it wasn't good. and, And I get it. Like, I hope to God that Scott Frost cares very deeply about succeeding here. And a lot of people thought he wants to succeed so badly that he has his hands in everything and he doesn't trust his assistants. Well, you you didn't have a hand in special teams or the defense. And the defense was the best part of the freaking team, by the way. You just focused on the offense. I, I think maybe I, I maybe I misphrased here. Maybe he didn't have his hands in those jars, but I think seeing failures in those areas took up too much mental real estate where he wasn't properly focusing on what he needed to be doing. Okay. And but that if, maybe distracted him from doing what he actually like needed to get done. And so while not directly influencing those parts of the game, he was too invested in that area, seeing those failures and not being able to correct them. Okay. I don't know. I'm not saying I disagree, but I kind of do. Yeah. That's I, fair. Well, disagree with me all you want, baby. No, you might be right though. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up. Let's plug ourselves. Go to nbnrpodcast.com. Merch, past episodes, it's all there. Don't forget about the live show. The oh, live show, oh. August 1st. Kyle, go on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's at the uh, Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room on August 1st. What do we say the start time is? 
Doors open at 6. six. Show, Show starts at seven. 7. All right. So 7 o'clock, we're starting live with Sam Hahn and Dylan Utter. Uh, it'll be our, our first live show, so we're super excited about it. But, yeah. Yeah, so please come to that. We We want people to come in, you know, converse with us, have fun. Nothing too serious, right? I mean, we're, no. we're not as dumb in person, I promise. <laughs> oh, well, this, don't say that. We're going to do a season preview that week, uh, you know, with two knowledgeable guys. I mean, they played at the university. Yeah. You're going to get those real opinions. I mean, have you seen our interviews in the past with Sam Hahn or Dylan Utter? Uh, they keep it real. and No punches you, pulled. Yeah. And if you haven't, go check it out. I mean, we have our past interviews all over our website on any of your podcasts for or podcast platforms yeah and also we're on tiktok there's been some pretty good clips TikTok what? from our interviews with sam and dylan so and mitch, hey, mitch hey. sherman has some freaking nuggets to drop yeah mike what what is our tiktok handle at mbnr podcast beautiful weird that's, that's the same as our twitter too we're and our there. instagram gosh and our facebook holy shit why do we not have millions of followers yet We'd be worth, it's, according to these guys, we'd uh, be worth millions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'd be worth millions if we had millions of followers. <laughs> On a certain website, which we won't name. Okay, guys. I am one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And Connor Cavillac. And as always, GBR.